is up pretty in the paint family it feels so dang good to say that what is up i missed y'all y'all have no idea life is good but god is better i am so grateful to be here before y'all today now i want to say something i was going to save my episode for february the 15th i was you know dead set on having that be the date that i relaunched the podcast but I started to think about how much I love the podcast, what I do, how I plan to represent the podcast to everyone. And I just had to do it today, February 14th, 2023. What is up, you guys? I know I have not been in the building, but I am in the building today. So I really want to put a focus on love today, right? I think that we forget sometimes how important love is. We go through life and life changes us somehow. Life makes us feel unworthy. Life makes us feel beat down. And that's not always the case, but I think that in the midst of everything, Love is what we need. And it's so it's so funny because I was putting together my link tree. I kind of redid some things on the link tree. And I put on there, just kind of not thinking, just writing words and letting the words flow from my mouth. And I put love like the world needs it. And so when I say love like the world needs it, that doesn't mean that my definition of love is like this perfect definition of love but the reality is one of the greatest things that I could have ever been taught as an adolescent right no matter what shortcomings may have happened whatever events whatever changes in my life that happened one thing my mom used to always say to me even though I have my little attitudes and I have my little moments and things like that my mom always said to me be good to people because that person could be on the brink of unlifing themselves. Um, that person can be without nothing. You know, that person can really be at their wit's end. It makes me think about when Stevie Covey, Stephen Covey talked about in the seven habits of highly effective people, how there was an example of a man on a train and the man was letting his kids be rambunctious and all over the place and kind of going through it. And he was like, well, dang, you know, you're not going to get your kids. And and when he told the story about the fact that his wife had just passed away and he didn't know how to handle it and his children didn't know how to handle it. I think that one of the greatest takeaways that I have started to really see for myself is that you never really know what someone is experiencing and how they're handling how life is treating them. There's been a lot of emphasis on different things like soft life and and women being allowed to come into this space of femininity. And what I've learned from being who I am and how I am and and how my countenance is and just how I carry myself. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I love a good party. I love a good hangout. I love a good turn up, you know, but at the end of the day, 
I've also found myself studying different scripture and studying different, you know, dialogues that talks about what it looks like to be a wife. And I know that so many people have almost seemingly abandoned love. Like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't care about love. I don't care about relationships. I don't need no man. And they've stood firmly on this particular narrative of the fact of basically F love, but we need love y'all. Like not just, we don't need just Valentine's day. Like we need love. Like love is a human construct. If you will, if you think about, um, if anyone follows my personal page, I've been putting, um, I haven't put on there today or I haven't posted, you know, regularly in regards to I I started a small garden and I started to plant um, seeds that I have been having around my house and I started to watch the seeds grow and this is just a seed it's just a seed you know you would think that it's nothing that's important but you look at how life and how God works and how things grow when you care for them and, and love on them and talk to them and stuff and I don't understand how someone can have a child and not love their child. Like, I can understand how you can be frustrated with your child. I can understand how you can be tired of your child. But I don't understand how someone can conceive someone, watch this person grow inside their body, watch their body grow and change, regardless of what their relationship is with the other individual that they have a child with, how they can look at someone grow from just a thought just a seed and not love them. I've been doing a lot of studies on personalities and a lot of studies on psychology and and different things like that. And really just to really go deep within myself and understand myself and the way that I operate and the way that I love. And I've also been triggered into some realizations about myself and and that happens to me often and 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 it's not something that I shy away from at this point sometimes it's overwhelming but really having a firm grasp on being in this space of femininity now again granted there's dichotomy in everything right meaning there's two sides to everything or there's a gray area with everything you know, a lot of the things that we've learned in life, a lot of the skill sets that we've learned in life, as I've mentioned in some of my previous episodes, are sometimes self-taught, sometimes are uh, a result of our environment. But when you look to operate in a certain countenance, if you will, or you want to have a certain outcome, you have to observe the things inside of you that are triggering. You have to observe how life can alter you. And and one of the biggest things that I've really prided myself on, and I know this is going to sound weird, it's going to sound a little crazy, right? But I, like, always said to myself, like, no matter how much I've been in situations and, and been in love situations and been in, different types of situations the one thing I want is I want to keep a pure heart that is so important to me like I want to still 
have the ability to give and show love. I want to have the ability to still have compassion and empathy and be able to be trusted and have someone that I trust. And that's in all areas of my life, though. It's not just about the romantic love. It's about the the warmth, the warmth that comes along with love. It almost seems as if love is a foreign language because everybody looks at love as if it's supposed to be man and woman or whatever your, you know, relational preference is as far as romantic relationships. But even just having a great group of friends, like having someone that you can call and say, I just want to tell you that I love you and I'm so glad that you're my friend. Being able to call your parent or your grandparent and say, I just want to tell you that I love you and I hope that I'm making you proud. I just want to tell you I love you because I've been sick as a dog for the last week and you called me every day and you were at my house every day and you were compromising your health just to come and check on me. Learning that love is not about stuff. Learning that love is patient, love is kind, love is honest. Like all the things, I'm, I don't know if the Bible said that love is honest, but another big thing that I lo- learned is that love doesn't keep count of wrongdoing. Now that does not mean you let somebody dog you out. That's not what that means. But it does mean like I'm not going to take everything that you've done or I feel like you've done and throw it back in your face. I'm going to make room for error, right? Love is not this perfect thing. Even self-love, when you think about loving yourself, right? There have been so many times in my self-love journey where I'm like, oh, I'm healed. I got this. I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to say this again. I'm never going to go, you know having all these fallacies in my mind of how I've evolved as a person. And then life has a way of showing me you still have an area, you have room to grow in this area. And learning that it's okay to still love myself in spite of. Learning that it's okay to still celebrate myself in spite of. Like, I don't have to come out with the the whip and chain on myself. Because that's love is an action word. And when people, you know, sometimes people don't like hearing that statement that love is an action word, but it really is. There is a certain type of fullness that comes from love. There's a certain type of almost like an air that comes with love. And I can honestly say that throughout all of life's experiences, there was a point in time in my life, and you guys can go back and listen to the audio, there was a point in time in my life where I was like severely heartbroken. Like severely. Like I don't think anybody knew I was. It was like blow after blow after blow in my life. And some people just know how to handle it. Some people just know 
this is this is a part of life. And some people just know that you still smile and you you still help other people. You still encourage other people. You still support what people are doing. You still encourage people while you're going through like literally being able to support others and and um wish them well in the midst of your own what seems to be a complete destruction of yourself is a true display of love to know that you are giving someone your last whether it be love whether it be finances whether it be time you know like we don't even think about that like how many people we've sat with in a room not knowing it'll be the last time we talked to them that person graced us with the last little bit of time that they had when you sit down with somebody like I was just with them not knowing that person gave the last bit of time that they had I think that love is the one thing that will reign supreme. And I don't don't think that we really give love its flowers. That's kind of a good little uh, analogy with it being Valentine's Day. We don't really give love its flowers. And I'm not saying that everyone as a collective is this way, right? But there's so many like F love and... I don't trust nobody. I don't F with nobody. I don't whatever, whatever. I am the way that I am as far as having a very small selective circle because I was raised that way. I was never raised to be around a lot of people. I just wasn't. Some of my family members, on the other hand, flowers, just social butterflies, just out hanging out with everybody. I was not necessarily raised that way to be around everybody. But that doesn't mean that people who find their own solace in being alone don't need love. And for a, a period of time, I thought that that was, I kind of thought that was the reality. Like, no, nah, I don't, I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. Now, one thing you'll never hear me say is you'll never hear me say I don't need a man, though. And when I say I, I don't need a man, we need men. And just to kind of segue on that. I was listening to something the other day, and this can go one of two ways. So let me think about how I want to do this. Someone asked on the internet, what is soft life? And when he asked the question, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what soft life is. I have no clue what soft life is like at hashtag. It's a hashtag. And then I really began to think, what is soft life? How can I, as a black woman, capitalize on soft life? And I don't mean capitalize as financially. I mean capitalize as, I need. I probably need that in my life right now. As black women, generationally, we have been so conditioned to be 
loving but stern loving but overgiving loving but disrespected loving but overlooked loving but shunned loving but pushed back in the corner loving but kept in the house we've learned these behaviors over the years and to see black women saying i am going to romanticize my life i don't care who likes it or not my existence and me being able to thrive from a place of femininity right not from a place of i got to be hard i got to be tough i can't cry i can't feel emotions i'm a man i basically have male genitalia and i'm gonna tell a man what it is and what it ain't we're learning that it's okay for us to be graceful it's okay for us to be vulnerable it's okay for us to celebrate our successes it's okay for us to want to not yell at our children it's okay for us not to want to yell at our partners it's okay for us not to want to beat our children these things are okay it's okay for us to want to have hard conversations without having to express rage because we feel like we're being overlooked and not considered we get to feel again and we get to go into spaces that honor our feelings we get to go into spaces where we know we're not going to be lied to we get to go into spaces where we know we're not going to be taken advantage of we get to go into spaces that actually value us being there we get to do that because there's nothing like feeling unwanted when all you do is give there's there's nothing like that there's nothing like feeling unsupported when all you do is support and especially when you do it from a place of love so i feel like soft life is black women reclaiming the love and the innocence that may have been taken from us or we may have given away freely without understanding how important our innocence has been to us i've heard over airwaves and airwaves how women aren't valuable and how once you're a certain age then you're worthless to a man and different things like that and i want to be the first person to tell you if if no one has told you that that is a bunch of malarkey <laughs> for lack of better terminology like that is some bs because a lot of us didn't know when we were younger and had and now granted there is a population of women that that have no desire to want to be soft. And I'm not even going to say I'm not talking to those women because they may get there one day. They may get to a point in their life where they like I want to be loved. I want a hug. 
I want a good hug that I can feel the love radiating, radiating off of somebody that they genuinely love me and not that they're hugging me because they know that I'm going to give them love out of my hug and they're going to take my hug and just ride out into the sunset. And that's a thing, another thing that I really want to touch on. Love for us was chastising. Love for us was disciplining. Love for us was, as long as somebody's giving me money or giving me somewhere to stay, or the, these are, yes, love is an action word in that regard sometimes, but love is sometimes, are you all right? You need a cup of coffee? Did you eat today? Are you good? I know you've been working your butt off. Are you good though, for real? (laughs) Love is just feeling like someone actually cares. Love is not always this quantifiable measure. Love is not always, I go outside and I have a Range Rover, but then me and my husband don't talk. We barely sleep in the same room. We don't even like each other for real. And he having an affair and I am too. That's not love. That is not love. That is performance. And some people have mastered performance. But one thing about performance is if a car can drive zero to 60 in five seconds, but you go zero to 60 every single time, eventually the car will get burned out. And I mean that in like loving relationships and I mean that in, in so many more instances than that, that I even understand right now. But there's nothing wrong with expressing genuine love and concern for people because you never know what that person is going through. I had a cousin that um and this is not to be a Debbie Downer so just go with me but I had a cousin that was 22 um on paper very successful doing her thing and one day she just didn't want to do it anymore going to school to be a doctor beautiful brown girl beautiful I mean deep chocolate but one day she just said I don't want to do this anymore and she didn't But that one person being cool with her, being like, hey, are you good? You seem a little different. You don't seem like yourself. I just noticed it. You don't have to tell me anything. You don't have to, I'm not trying to be in your business. Can I treat you to a cup of coffee? Is there something that I could do to just let you know that you're seen? Makes all the difference in people's lives. Love like the world needs it. Not love like you're trying to get something back. I helped somebody with something. And I knew that this individual had an opportunity at her place of employment. So I was like, that's not why I helped her. But I was like, kind of cool. I already helped her, so maybe she can help me. And God convicted me about it. God convicted me about it so much so to where I helped this individual with something 
And this person was literally like blowing up my phone. Like, I need this, I need this, I need this. Like, blowing my phone up back to back. Like, I'm at work, she blowing my phone up. I'm studying, she blowing my phone up. I'm doing, working on something else, she blowing my phone. Like, why you calling me so much? Oh, well, can you put out my GoFundMe and then can you bring me this and can you do... What? So what I've done is not enough. Like, the, the core thing that you needed was not enough. Now you're entitled to, I got to give you everything, 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 everything. God is making me feel bad for even asking for one thing. To, to the point where I didn't even ask for that one thing again. I asked for that one thing one time and never asked for it again. Because God made me feel something in my spirit to say, why did you help this person? Did you really help them because you wanted to help them? Or did you help them because you wanted something in return? And so understanding what genuine love looks like. Understanding what genuine love brings to the table. Understanding that it's okay to do something for someone and not expect anything in return. And and I'm not talking about, again, letting somebody treat you poorly. But I'm talking about just genuinely being a good person and being there for people. Because truth be told, some of them may not have it to give you back. That's why you have to look and put all your trust in what God says about you. Where that God is the, the source. That God will provide. That God opens the door. That God has the final say so. That all you're doing is being obedient. One of my favorite, I guess it's a quote, but I'm not exactly sure who said it, is that, like, sometimes you have to treat people a certain way because you may be the only version of God that they see in this lifetime. Now, again, don't get it twisted. I have my days when I have an attitude, but don't we all? But it's the core of who we are as people. Is the core of every day I'm going to strive to look like God. Every day I'm going to do my best to be a representative. Every day I'm going to do my best to show up. Every day I'm going to do my best to honor the people that I work with. Every day I'm going to do my best to honor the people on the street. Every day I'm going to do my best to honor the love that I give myself. And therefore, if any person were to walk away from me or I were to walk away from them or... Um, life just happens to take us in different directions. At least that person can say, you know what? I don't mess with her like that, but that person showed me love. I can truly say from the bottom of my heart, all I remember from her, whether everything was good or not, it was a loving experience. And everything, and, and if there was any type of dissolution of any type of relationship, it was, it was still a memorable experience because I know what love looks like, feels like, smells like, and tastes like because of that particular interaction. And I'm not talking about on a physical, right? I'm talking about on a um, more of an emotional level. I, I know, I understand what love is like because something in my emotional body recognized love from that person. And not that fake love stuff, not that stuff for the image, 
but genuine love, whether it was just giving advice or just listening because advice is not always necessary, right? But just listening and just encouraging and just supporting, sewing into all these different things are acts of love, acts of kindness. So this is what I want to challenge you guys. So I'm about to get off of here. Whether you have a Valentine or not, and I certainly hope that you do, it's Taco Tuesday, it's Valentine's Day, it's a wonderful day to have a fantastic day, right? But I want to encourage you guys to do one random act of kindness today, too. Do something kind for somebody else today that you don't know, whether it be giving one of the flowers to somebody that you just see on the road or whether it be I've actually given a homeless person a rose before and he was looking at me like girl nobody need their flowers but anyways pay for the person in front of you at the um drive-thru if you go through the drive-thru pay for someone's coffee do something kind for someone to restore their faith and love today Because love is what we need. We have to love like the world needs it. All right. So I'm officially back. Okay. I am so grateful to be here with you guys. Pretty in the Paint is back. I got to figure out my schedule. Don't judge me. Okay. Because I got a lot going on. But I'm here still because I enjoy this. I enjoy this time. I enjoy being able to add value. I enjoy being able to instill what I've learned over the years. I enjoy having this dialogue and just giving people something to think about. I also enjoy loving like the world needs it. All right. So I want to thank you guys for your support. Thank you for listening. But most importantly, thank you for keeping it pretty in the paint. Peace.